Hallelujah. Bless God for your life this day. I'm happy to come your way to share the word of God with you. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for another opportunity. We give you praise and glory. That word is a sharp-edged, two-edged sword that goes to bring a blessing and deliverance. Let it perform its work in the glory, to the glory of thy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Or I'm happy to come your way this moment to continue to share the word of God with you. Today, we're going to be looking at the subject, accepting the kingship of God. Accepting the kingship of God. Shall we read our underlining scripture so that we can know what we're doing and how we're going to do it? Reading from the book of John chapter, chapter 1, verse 10 to verse 12, says that he was in the world and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, mm. even to them that believed on his name. May God add to his word. Somebody say amen. We're looking at accepting the kingship of Jesus, of God in our lives. And it is very necessary that as believers, we are able to accept the kingship of Jesus, of God, in our lives in every way. I was sharing with you in the last episode that it is possible for us to receive the personality of somebody without the welcome of his authority over us. It is very, very possible. It is very, very, very possible. I have seen situations in life where People who are wealth to do and could have been of help to others to help them come out of poverty and what have you by building up other generations thereafter were not able to continue because the people they were chosen or they had decided to take care of or look after were not ready to be influenced or to live under the control over those people who have the power to bring their life out of out of out of nothingness and as that goes on it is difficult one secret we don't know in life is that a good man does not con commit his good or resources to any place where he cannot see his influence at. because for his resources or his wealth that he's committing to something to see a good end, he needs to control what he's putting in there. If he's not able to control what he's putting in there, it becomes useless. You know, somebody might purpose in his or her life that I'm doing it for you of a genuine heart, that I'm doing it for free without a need of a return, but he needs to shape in how it's committed, to shape in what is committing to you. So the person just just doesn't commit or give you wealth or money to go spend. In in my locality, there's an adage shared that don't teach the child how to, to, to eat fish. Teach it how to fish. You see, so if, if a man can only commit his fish to you for the purpose that you should continue eating it without teaching you how to fish, it is not profitable. The kingship of God is the kingdom of God. I told you earlier that the kingdom of God is in two, two folds. And we are looking at the part A. Without it, we can't look at the part B. Because Jesus said, thy kingdom come 
and thy will be done. Thy will also is the kingdom of God. And when we get to that aspect, we're going to look into it in detail. Every king has his own domain. And a king can only have control over the domain where he is welcomed. I want to ask you a simple question. Is Jesus welcomed in your domain? If he's not, then get it clear from me that he cannot rule over your domain. It is very, very important. The whole world is the Lord, but not until we have given him. We have given him the chance, the permission to be the king over us. To be the king over us. He will never force himself onto us. Behold, he said in the book of Revelation 3.20, Behold, I am at the door and I'm knocking. If anyone will hear my voice and open up, I will come in and eat with him and he shall with eat with me. You see, Jesus and God, or God is a man that has the whole world at his own. But very funny and a very, very humble of him is that Whenever he's coming our way, even for the purpose of our own good, he doesn't force himself through the gates. He comes knocking. He comes beckoning. He comes calling on us. And if only we can hear and open up the door, then he comes in and dies with us. But the challenge is that many often, a lot of us hear him calling a lot of us hear him knocking, but we are not able to give him the space for him to move in, for him to come in, for him to operate in. Because we fear that when he comes in, things are not going to be in their places as we wish. But he's going to ask for his will to be done. Laro Shabrada. You see, every child who has its own way always is not at peace when the daddy is in town or when the daddy is at home because he would want his daddy to be away so that he'll have his freedom to do what he wants to do and not what the father wants him to do and that is how it is with every human being we want freedom for ourselves but the lord has to be a master over us, not only a savior. If God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is our God, then we are his domain. He is not only a person to be regarded as a king from afar, without his dominion welcomed. For your information, God is not only seeking to be recognized as a king from afar. Last week I shared experience, or the last episode I shared experience with how everybody, every world, or every, every, every country has a king, has a leader, has a president, has somebody who is at the forefront. How be it? The whole world takes note of these people that this is the president, this is the leader, or this is the prime minister of this country. But... Their influence cannot be extended to the other jurisdiction, not even the closest country thereof. You understand me? Not even the closest country. Ghanaians, Ghana's president cannot have any say 
any control to even to the point of the arrest of a Ghanaian in the land of Burkina Faso. He has to seek the legal clarifications, the legal support of the leader of that country. Without that, it is going to be a different thing altogether. You understand what I'm talking about? We have to accept the kingship of Jesus. We are building up. We have a lot of us today have come to the place where we are not able to welcome or to accept the kingship of Jesus. With a challenge being that a lot of people have come to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But after this acceptance of him as their Lord and Savior, the next thing they need to do is what we are not doing, is that we are not ready to accept him as a king over us. Let me tell you, a king who is accepted as a king, who is recognized as a king, is able to control, direct, organize, and then disorganize to your comfort, disorganizes you. But to your to what you may term disorganization, to him is an organization. Because in that process, he's going to shepherd you to what he thinks will be good for you. Remember the losses. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil, but to bring it to an expected end. But I want to ask you a question. If he's not able to control your life, he's not able to order your life. How can he bring this purpose and plans and will to a conclusion, to a perfect end? Can somebody tell me? Our God is not only in need of being known that this, he is a king, but his kingship is not welcome. No, his authority is not welcome. No, I want to ask you. Is Jesus only a king that is recognized in the perception that, oh, Jesus is the Lord of the whole world, but does not have a control in your life? There are a lot of us like that. Everybody acknowledges that God is God, and the whole world is his, and he is the one who created the whole world, but not all of us are ready to be submissive to him. Everybody wishes, or everybody has its own master, to some, their, their own gods. To some, they are their own leaders. But I, I, I am not leading myself. I can't lead myself. If I'm a son of God, then God is my leader. I don't know about you. Check it out of yourself. It all comes from every, every, everyday things that we do. Look, if Ghanaians can give authority to the president of America to control, to order, to reorganize, and to direct staff or activities in their country, then I want to tell you that he can sit way back in America and give a decree and everything can be stabilized and disorganized or organized in the country Ghana. But because that audience and that acceptance has not been given to him, he may be there and have certain desires in himself that I wish those people could have me allowed 
to rule or to control them. This is what probably I would have done. This is what I would have done. This is what I would have done. He may have the best of object or objectives, the best of wills, the best of perceptions of how to solve our economic problems, of how to solve our governance problem, of how to organize our educational system or what have you. But things, 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 nobody, not even the least and the weakest person of the land, has been able to accept the views of any foreigner, any foreign president, his wishes, his desires, his, his purpose of his goodwill can never ever see fruit in the land of Ghana because his kingship has not been accepted. Accepting the kingship of Jesus. Accepting the kingship of Jesus simply means giving God the place he deserves in your life. Giving God the place in your life. And he doesn't need some parts of your life. He needs all of you. He needs all of you. The word is all of you. See, God is not only seeking to be an aspect that he is a God of the spiritual life. To some of us, we only reverence God and wish or try to live in obedience to him whenever we walk to the church premise. You understand me? But we are never ready to give him that place. The Lord come and preside. I want to ask you, what do you understand by somebody presiding over your life? What do you understand by somebody ruling, somebody controlling, somebody leading you? We have made leadership to look more or less. The leader has to live to the obedience of the views of the followers. It is not true. The leader is a visionary. The leader seems to know the end that the followers don't know. The leader seems to have a better cut-out picture than what the followers do. So if the leader is, excuse my language, so weak enough to only adhere to the instructions and the wishes and demands of the followers, it means that he is going rather to be at their obedience and not them following him. He is rather following them. God is not the one following us. We are following him. And so therefore, if we are following him, then it means that we would have to live according to what he's saying. We have to live according to his control. I want to ask you, is it possible to see a place where there is a man figure in the house, but his authority is not, he's not allowed to take control over anything? Whenever that is happening, it, it, it calls for a disaster. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 19. And reading from verse, reading from verse 14. And Bible says that 
we're gonna read let, let, let's 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 read from verse 12 and as they heard these things he added and speak a parable because he was nigh to jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of god should come immediately he said therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return and he called his ten servants and delivered to them ten pounds and said unto them occupy till i come you see these jesus was talking about himself that he said he was traveling he was going afar now look at what is far is going to happen he was going afar and while he was going afar he called his disciples he called his servants he called those who said they have believed in him he called out those who said they have accepted him he called out those who said that from today the lord is my lord and my savior and gave them gifts and gave them pounds and gave them a life and made up a promise they accepted it and told them occupy till i come but look at what he said but his citizens hated him and sent him a message a message sent him sent a message after him saying we will not have this man to reign over us we will not have this man to reign over us oh look at this they were ready to accept his gifts but they were not ready to accept his dominion they were ready to accept his blessings but they were not ready to accept him to control them they were ready to accept his gifts but they were not ready to accept his lordship look bible says that he's our lord and our savior god and jesus is not only a savior he's also a lord god is not only a savior he's also a lord he's also a lord he's also a lord who is a lord with them I'll, I'll tell you but look at what jesus was saying about the jews and the pharisees look at what he was telling them he was going look at it is just a clear picture of how jesus god had had sort of in the beginning of time he didn't show himself so to speak so he ordained fathers leaders patriots teachers of the law and they thought the old testament books very well to the point that the laws were used to bind the people now when this happened Jesus came to the front floor and said, Behold, before Abraham was, I was, or I am, and have come, that now I'm going to rule over everybody. But the people were saying that we will not have you to rule over us. Why? Because they feared that they will lose their dominion over the life of others. But they were ready to receive his blessings. They were ready to leave, receive the life that is from him. So they said, let us kill him. They sought means 
just to take him off the 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 the, 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 the face. They sought means just to get rid of him. Why? Because they fear losing. They fear losing control over others. Look, within a certain of an organization, I've realized within time that when there are certain people in as from a sect within an organization, and they have some people that are very submissive to them, or have some people that they can control. When somebody comes that is supposed to dominate over the whole of the other affairs of the organization, and they know that everybody must be submissive to the person, and be it that the person is a good person of a good character, of a godly a god a godly character, they begin to sabotage him. They begin to paint him black because they fear that they will lose their dominion of others. What besides? If that person should go and dash the money, give them goodies, they will not say we don't like it. They would accept it. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Look! A lot of us are saying the same thing today. A lot of us are making the same statement today, saying, I will not have him to reign over my life. You may ask me, how am I doing it? But I want to tell you, you're doing it. It's simple that God has, the Lord has saved us. And we believe that we're going to be saved by him. We believe that he has made promises unto us to give us blessings. But for us to come to the place whereby we can say that, Lord Jesus, take control over my life. What did that have me to do like Paul said? Look, the reason, one reason why Paul was able to reign with God, Paul was able to, to, to go to the essence of being a man that could carry authority with God, I would say rested with God and prevail, is because he surrendered to God. He didn't only surrender to God in expectation for a gift. He did not only surrender to God in expectation for a blessing. He did not only surrender to God in expectation for a good happening to him. He surrendered to God. By clearing off his will and asking God, what will you have me to do? What would thou have me to do? Have we been able to come to the point accepting the kingship of the Lord is coming to that position where it is not what we want to do, but it is what he wants us to do. It is when we have come to accept him, then we say, Lord, from today, I'm not only accepting your goodness, I'm also accepting your control, your influence, your directions, your leading. Look, let me tell you, there are some believers, as we speak today, the Lord cannot order their lives. The Lord cannot direct them. The Lord cannot say, go here and do go. Even in marriage. (laughs) 
The Lord just opened my eyes to something. Look, look at John, the, Joseph. Joseph, the wife of Mary, the father of Jesus. This was a young man who was a spout to Mary, or Mary was a spout to him, and they were supposed to be getting married. And before time of their 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 their, their blessings to stay together, he found out that Mary was with a seed. And he decided in his heart that he was going to put away Mary for the purpose that he wouldn't want any public ridicule that he had married somebody who had given birth out of a wedlock. So he went to his bed to sleep. And God came to him and told him that go and take Mary, the wife, to thee. Look, before everybody, if this man had been very conscientized with societal radical and what have you, he could have said, he wouldn't. Once upon a time, Peter cast out the net for several of the times into the sea and caught no fish. But there appeared Jesus and said, what is happening? And they responded, they said, launch out to the deep. He said, Lord. I have thought all night, but I caught nothing. But at thy word, 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 at thy word. Look, how we'll take that. Next episode is going to be about the benefits of accepting his kinship. At thy word, O oh God. At thy word. Can you see at his word? You know, oftentimes I've seen a mistake in the body of Christ. That when we come to accept Jesus, or when we have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and have, our eyes have been opened to accept the Lord as our Lord and Savior, we think we can go on to live in our own understanding and everything without seeking what the Lord wants us to do. And believe you me, a lot of us are in jeopardy by reason of just that simple mistake. Look, I've met people who are saying that I'm neither following the devil nor am I following Christ in simple ways. None of these two is controlling my life. None of these two is directing my life. None of these two is leading my life. I want to tell you, it is not true. Somebody definitely is leading you. Look, a lot of people are in the church. And they have not accepted the influence of God over their lives. They have not accepted the influence of God over their lives. If they have accepted the influence of God over their life, the word of God will be their paramount staff for living. David said in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yet too, I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. That Lord and that staff, they comfort me. Do you know what that is? David is saying that because 
I submit to his kinship. I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. We fear evil. We become priests of evil because we are not living by his staff. Yet though, I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, but I fear no evil. For thy road and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, oh, oh. What a great promise. Thy road and thy staff, they comfort me, Lord. If only your rod and your staff, they can comfort me, can guide me, can lead me. And I will fear no evil. Not only is it that I'm in need that I won't fear evil, but I'm ready that you will say, this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Look at what Jesus was saying. He said, we would not have this man to rule over us. They have accepted everything of him. If somebody should come and see them, probably in the vineyard, they will say, oh, we are in the vineyard of our master. But as a matter of fact, they are in that vineyard, but they are not being controlled by him. His orders are not taken. The people who gave, he gave the talents to, let's assume that it's, a, it's, a, it's an institution it's an, a certain organization which is confined with walls. The people are living in it and they are supposed to be doing something. But everybody has devised for himself rules. Everybody has cut for himself laws. Everybody has cut for himself orders. Everybody has decided to go after what pleases him. Everybody has decided to go after what is nice to him. And not ready to have the Lord to rule over him. Lord, not what you want, but what I want. This is how I think I can live my life. But you are my God. But this is what I think I can do. So, there is no Jimism. There is no common identity about Christianity. Everybody has have his own carved manner of presenting Christ today. It's no more about how Christ is supposed to be presented. It's no more about how he would want to be presented. It is how we want to present him. It is how we want to take him there. They were with his gifts. They were with his blessings. They were with his grace. Look, I'm a pastor. I'm a man of God, an apostle by grace. But I tell you, people today are called even to the office of, 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 of ministry, of being servants of God. But I tell you, God is not their Lord. The Lord Jesus is not their Lord. He's only, would I have you seen, Master? He's only the one who has called them, but not the one who orders them. It's a pity. It's a pity. We need repentance. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given his money, the money, that they might he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came that first, saying, Lord, thy pound had gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well then, 
that good servant because thou hast been faithful in a very little have thou authority over ten cities and the second came and said same and the third came and said same and but somebody came and said for I feared thee for I feared thee because you are not steered man you take up what you have not reaped look the question is or the, the simple thing is this if you don't want him to control to rule you then reject his gift then reject the life he has given you then reject it then reject it because I want to tell you it will be very pathetic to be like any of these or the last person in this paragraph or scenario that you hold up that gift for so long and thinking that by the reason of holding on to the gift at his coming you'll be rewarded that you have been faithful by just keeping it no no there will not be any reward like that there will not be any reward you do not be rewarded to you that just that you've held it look there are some christians who have come to accept jesus but they have gone to they have hidden the christianity and they live their normal life they have hid in christianity christianity is just like a cloak you put on it's just like a dress you wear it's just like a dress you wear they have decided to put it aside and live their own life and it's normal with them and it's normal with them accepting jesus accepting jesus or the kingship of god simply means giving god the place he deserves in your life giving him to be the shepherd the leader the controller the guidance that guides you along every day's life not you yourself it means being ready to accept his rulership over you can god rule you let me tell you a few things that that means to accept jesus to accept the kingship of the lord one it means seeking his views before making a decision it means seeking his views before making a decision bible says that the joy of the lord is my strength and i have a simple question to ask how do we find out what makes god happy what makes god happy there must be something that makes him happy it is the doing of his will and how can he know his will and do it you have to know what he wants and do it seeking his will over everything you don't just go do anything and come back and say lord this is what i have done no 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 i remember in the bible that a prophet was called upon balak was called upon by balaam to curse the children of israel the prophet didn't say behold i'm a prophet of god so i'm going he went into his hide to wait upon the lord and ask god god 
Would you want me to go and curse and do as this man is ordering me? God told him, don't go. God told him, no, 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 don't go. Don't go. The people came the second time. He went back, God. They have come again. Should I go? He said, don't go. The third time. At the point, God have to say, go. But do as I say. And not as you will say or as you will wish. So the prophet went, stood on the mountain, saw the people. They had built their altar. And instead of cursing them, he was blessing them. Because that is what God said he should do. And he remained the prophet. My lucky brother. Ah. He remained the prophet. God called somebody one day and told him that, go and destroy the whole Amalekites and come back. He went. And when he went, having gotten there, he decided that, oh, one of these men is my friend. He's rich. Oh, he's looking good. His colors are very presentable to God. Let me take him and go and make a sacrifice unto God. And he took him along. That was, the, that was his downfall. See, that was his downfall. That was the end of his, his, his journey as a king. He was rejected. Because he was not seeking to do what God wants him to do. He didn't seek the views of God. It means having a life. Number two, it means having a life that is after and by the will of God. Having a life that is after and by the will of God. What makes God happy is not when you are... When... It's not when good things happen to us, but when we do His will. What, what is your life after? <laughs> Look, today, it is going to be difficult in the jurisdictions or the dispensation in which we live in to audibly hear the voice of God out there boldly saying, don't go there, marry this man, do this, and blah, blah, blah. But I tell you, he does. God does. Intuitively, God does. But let me be honest with you. Some people are just not ready to take that bold step. And this is what the Lord has said to me. Somebody's ready to sacrifice riches, a rich man, for his God-ordained man. He goes and comes to God again weeping and crying, God, I'm being beaten. I'm going through a lot. I'm sitting with God, but it's like I'm, I, I'm this one. I'm a slave. And they are weeping. And God seems so quiet. And it is not because God has been so quiet. But they have rejected the view of God. They only know him to be a savior, but they never know him to be a king. He's both a king and a lord. Number three. It is having... And it is not having an imaginary or imagery figure somewhere, but not accepting his influence over you. Accepting the kingship of God is not having an imagery figure somewhere and not ready, but not ready to accept his influence over your life. Let's read the scripture. 
Acts chapter 17. And we take it from 22 to 29. And Bible says that. Paul teaching one day said, And then Paul stood in the midst of Mars, Mars Hill, and said, Ye men of Antes, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For I have passed, as I passed by, and beheld your devotions, I found an author with this inscription, with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. You see, the people would once upon a time come, they have built an altar and they said to the unknown God, and they have in them as an image. And God Bible continues saying that God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in the temples made with hands, neither is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he Seen he giveth life to all life and breatheth and breatheth, breathes and all things, and had made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him, and find him, though he be not afar from every one of us. For in him we live, for in him we live and move and have our beings, as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offsprings, as much then as we are offsprings of God, we ought to be, we ought to not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone or graven by art and man's, devi man's devices. We ought not to think like that. We ought, look, being a kid, I came out from a community that. They have craving images. And our family home has craving images. Bigger ones enough. Both mother and father side. And whenever I go close to these authors, fear grips me. I'm gripped with fear. In the sense that I don't have them in mind. But whenever I see them, I know that there is something to be worshipped. Then I begin to give them reverence. That is not how our God is. You can't walk about on every day. You can't be a, a, a true Christian, a true follower, a true child of God who says that God is your Savior and your Lord and walk about every day and the only time you think, you think, you think you have reverence for him is when you have come to kneel maybe at a chapel or in the evening on your bed. That is the only way you think about him. That is the only way you want to say, God, what is it? No, no. By so doing, we'll be like the people in the book of, of Luke. Number three. No, number four. It is having or coming to the position where all you do and live for are by God. All you have, all you do and live for are by Him. 
Have you ever come to that position? Have you ever come to that position? You can't have a life so separate from the life that you have in Christ Jesus. In so case, I was telling you that the Lord is not your Lord. You can't have a life so separate from the life in Christ Jesus. There is nothing like that. There is nothing. I've heard a lot of funny comments. People will say that God sees from the heart. A man sees on the outside. It is true. He has written his word. It is in a different expression as you are taking it. But I want to tell you that scripture again says that from the abundance of the heart, the man speaks. Whatever your heart is filled with, it will be written on you. It will be written on you. It will be written on you. It will be showing all around you. It will be glaring for people to see. Oh, can Christ order you? Is there no bomb in Gilead? Why have my people gone to Egypt for help? Is there no bomb in Gilead? He said. Why have my people gone to Egypt for help? Is there no bomb in Gilead? Look, is there no Lord in him? Is there no kingship in him? Why have they gone for others to preside over you, but you only come to me for me to to just make fun of me. Oh, he said, behold, these people draw night with me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Which one? Beloved, we are in a season, we are in a time where we need to give him the place he deserves. Romans chapter 14 verse 8 says, For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord. Look, can you say that of yourself? Paul said in the book of uh, Colossians, he said, the life that I live, it is no more I that live, that but the Christ that lives in me. His life became a life that was ordered by God. Number, no, 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 number five. It means accepting Jesus both as a savior and a leader or a lord, the lord of your life. Our lord is not a one-time savior, but the savior of all time. And he's not only seeking to be accepted and sorted after only during times of trouble. But he wants to be over you all time. You see, whenever you say this, people are like, ah, I'm living my life. How can my life be restricted? In marriage, in the face of marriage, it is believed psychologically that a lot of young men, young ladies wouldn't want to get married because they feel they'll be under either the control of their wives or their husbands. So they want to enjoy their single life. It's as simple as that. So some people come to the home, to marital home, and the woman says that, I have my life, you have your life. Let us all live our individual separate lives. But there is nothing like us. It is I, I, I. 
a short within a shortest period of time, the next thing you can see is that there is a divorce because there is no compatibility, there is no submission, there is no discipline, there is nothing like we, there is nothing like we are better than ourselves. I still have mine. So if she wants to go to the club, she can go. If he wants to go to the club, he can go. If he wants to eat uh, 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 Gary, while the family is saying that let us eat rice, he can eat water. No! No. Look. No, it is not like that. Look. You may see a family that has two boys, one father. And to your amazement, these two boys, one father, may have one person very liked by their dad, but the other person seems rejected. It is not because their parents are so weak to have rejected the other person, but it's because one person has decided to allow the influence of the parent over him. Once upon a time, this life, beloved, I'll, I'll tell you that story, beloved. I want to ask you a question. In which form have you received and accepted the Lord? You see, with the motion or the notion that he is a king, only and regarded as only a king, but not his kingship over you. But I, then I want to tell you that, look, if truly you have come to accept Jesus, then you have to surrender for him, to him. For him to rule your life. When he says go, you go. When he says come, you come. When he says do, you do. Look, let me tell you. When I came to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And realize what the Lord was doing with me. My grandma, my grandma asked me to come and stay with him for some time. And I wouldn't just pack my things out of my uncle's house and then go and move to stay with my grandma. And I had to go and pray. I went into prayer and the Lord says, arise and go there. Beloved, everybody was against it, but I took my bag and my belongings and I went. I went there, she accepted Christ. Her son gave his life to Christ. That was a simple mission I was sent on. At the time I was supposed to leave that place and rent a place or look for an, another accommodation for myself, I still had to pray and God said, go. I did not take any step by myself. I did not take any move by myself. No, not even one. Let me tell you, nobody is your king if the person is not leading you or cannot control you. Nobody. Then God is not your king if he cannot lead you or cannot control you. It is a deception to say he is and he is not. Time. Not a sex. It means accepting the rule of God over your life. If there is a rule of law, there is a rule of life. If the rule, there is a rule of law, there is a rule of life of God. And the rule of God is that God say has place. Is that God's will has place. Is that God's command has influence. Is that God's saying dominates. Is that what God has said has a conclusive end. And not you, what you wish. The book of Psalm 33, verse 12 says something. He said, Blessed is the man whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the man whose God is the Lord. Look, 
You see what God was saying through David? He said, blessed is the man whose God is the Lord. Some people have him as a God, but he's not their Lord. The word Lord in the Greek means a lot in both the Hebrew. The word Lord means a lot in Lord in the English means a lot in both the Hebrew and the English. In the sorry, and the Greek. The basic meaning of it all is that he's the master. Go to the apprenticeship shop and see what the masters and what is the relationship between the master and the servant or the, the, the apprentice. The man, the 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 man who came to Jesus that his son was sick. He said, Oh, behold, I am a man under authority. I said to this in, in the order, I am a master of some. I said to one, go and he goes, come and he comes, and there is peace. I don't know about you. I don't know. I don't know where we stand. We have come to the age where it's like God is no more able to control us. It means master. The psalmist was saying that some people have God, but that God is not their Lord, their master. He doesn't have any influence over their life. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. So on daily basis in their life, they don't know whether they are living by themselves, they are living by the Lord, or anything. All they know is that they are living. When they come to church on Sunday, they will lift up their hands and pray to God. And when you ask them, are you a Christian? They will tell you, yes, I am a Christian. I will tell you that there is a problem with your Christianity. I will tell you there is a problem with your Christianity. Look, in a scope of business in an organizational setting, there is a rule or there is there is a philosophy that whenever that for instance, let's take a football team for instance, whenever a new coach is employed to take over the team, and it's like there is there's been a, an identification of a challenge that there's no cooperation between the, the subordinate and him. It is believed in a business setting that for the new leader to do all, he has to sack everybody and employ a new team. Why? Because the old teams will be with the ideology of the old person. The old team will be with the ideology of the old person. What am I trying to say? When you have such a case that, that the people, the subordinates are not ready to live to the comply of the leader, there will be a goal conflict. There will be a go conflict, but if there should be anything, it should be go congress in business setting. There will be a go conflict that they want to do what they wish, and the leaders also say there will always be conflict. There will always be frictions. But if we want to succeed, then we need to seek not even to talk about go congress. We need to seek to do what he wants us to do. We need to have him as a master of our lives. We can't be masters of our own lives. No. Now, the last one. The last one. Accepting him 
accepting his kingship means accepting him as your Lord. Not only your Savior and not only your Savior. Accepting him as your Lord. Like I said. Accepting him as your Lord. Accepting him as a Look, in this life, people are often ready to accept the blessings of others, but they are not ready to be influenced by them. And they are not able to go far. They are ready to accept the blessings of others, but they are not ready to go for, They are not ready to accept this rulership or control over them. No rich man is able to help anyone twice who is not ready to accept his influence over him. No rich man is able to do that. <laughs> no rich man is able to help any man twice who is not ready to accept his influence over him. You may tell me that I'm talking the human contest, but I know what I'm talking about. Think about it. Think about it. God has a long span of blessings for you and I. But it seems limited just because we've not surrendered to him. We've not surrendered it all to him. Have we given him all the room? Have we given him all the room or have we given him some place? One of, uh, a man of God was saying that he was, he was praying about certain things and then he was like he committed only a section of his life to God and he asked God, oh God, why is it that you have been here only? He said, this is where you have committed to him, me. Look, let me quickly climb us by the life of the Jews and how that reflected in the life of Joseph. Bible says that the Jews and the Pharisees, they saw Jesus. Let me tell you, these people, they knew that Jesus is the son of God when he walked on earth. But they, they rejected him. They sought to kill him. Not because they were in expectation for another Lord. Not because they were in expectation for another savior. But just that, just like the case of those who received the gift, they would not have this man to rule over them. So Matthew 20, 21, verse 33 to 46, said something about them. And Bible says that when they got to read it, 33 to 46, when they got to know, when they got to know, that this man was talking about them. They sought to kill him. He said, a certain man planted a vineyard. And when he left afar, he gave it to certain men. And when the time came that he should receive the fruit thereof, he sent his son unto them that he should go and they should go and receive the rewards and bring it. But when they saw the first one, he said, Behold, this is the hare. Come and let's slaughter him. They saw the next one. They took him, killed him. They beat all of them. That none was left. Conclusively, in the book of Genesis, Bible says that Joseph dreamt and saw the twelve stars and all that things bowing to him. His father and his brethren says that should I and your brother and your mother come and kneel before you to beg you. The gentleman did not talk. Because of this vision and dream he had shared, they took him and sold him into slavery and the man was caught and then sold into slavery. But at the end of the day, they won't have him to rule over him, but they came to him to buy from him. You will not have him to rule over you, but you want to come to him for him to bless you. Beloved, 
the Lord is not only a savior, he is also a Lord. And he's not only seeking to be your savior, he's also seeking to be your savior, your Lord, so that all the blessings, all the promises he has in him, you can be a partaker of it. The Lord be with you and bless you. In Jesus' name.